Greetings and welcome to the Antithesis of Superwoman. I'm your host, recovering people pleaser and ASW encouragement coach, Von Fuller, and I am so excited that you are back with me as we progress on this journey of living our best lives without the cape. The title of this episode is Self-Acceptance. All right, let's get into it. Again, welcome family. Before we dive into today's topic, as always, I want to address a few things. Here are three important details I want to share. One, I am not a licensed therapist. I am solely a person who is passionate about living my best life and encouraging others to do the same. Two, I am a Christian and I will share personal experiences that will involve my beliefs. I'm not going to force my beliefs on you in this podcast. And three, I identify as a woman, hence the podcast name, and I'm surrounded by a lot of women. So a lot of my examples will be a women. However, men, please know that I'm fully aware that we have supermen out there as well. And if you're feeling the weight of the world on your shoulders, but feel like you can't express it because you have to maintain that strong and unshakable image, well, you've come to the right place. This podcast is for you. And if you enjoy hearing encouraging tips and tools to go from overwhelmed to overjoyed, join the Encouragement Fam. Remember to click subscribe, like, rate, and review. And we're family, so I'm going to add a little extra disclaimer in there. I did a water fast today. I am doing um, water fast Mondays is what I'm calling them. So every Monday, I'm only drinking water. So I say that to say, while I have been doing good so far... If you hear a little rumble, I'm just going to need y'all to extend grace. I will try to edit things out as much as I can. Like I said, so far, so good. My stomach hasn't made its entrance, but if it does, please extend me grace. All right, let's get into it. So if y'all been riding with me for the past couple weeks, you know that I've been talking about relationships. If you're a newbie, welcome. I am so happy that you are here and I welcome you to look at my other episodes to get a little bit caught up and know exactly what I'm talking about. But I've been talking about relationships in particular with other people. But what I haven't talked about is our relationship with ourselves. And I know this may sound silly, but ride with me here. Essentially, this is a celebrating you progress check-in. And like I said, if you're a newbie, go ahead and check my older episodes. The Celebrating You episode is episode 13. Or if you just want a reminder of it, go back and look at my Celebrating You episode. So it randomly dawned on me. And like I said, usually when it's random, that means it's the Holy Spirit. That I have been talking about relationships with all these other people. Your strong friends, your non-strong friends, family, relationships, church folk, everybody but not yourself. And how are you going to have a good relationship with anybody else if you don't have fun with yourself? Insert self-acceptance, which to me is a relationship with yourself. You know yourself and you're like, you know what? I like me. Okay. So y'all know me by now. Y'all know I'm going to start with la definition. The definition of self-acceptance is just that. It's acceptance of yourself at this moment. Not super complicated. 
is embracing all of you fully and wholly as you are in the right now. Some people try to use self-esteem and self-acceptance interchangeably, but they are not the same. And even though they may have some similarities and they work together a lot, in my humble opinion, they should not be used interchangeably. I like to think of them as siblings or BFFs. They will always be connected to one another. They have things in common and even help each other out, but the same they are not. Self-esteem can vary day by day, minute by minute while self-acceptance is typically steady and unchanging. I think it's so important that my antitheses and myself know the difference so we don't confuse the two because real talk, confusing them can prove to be dangerous to our health and our growth. Okay, so I already shared what self-acceptance is. So let's jump to self-esteem. Self-esteem is how you personally evaluate your worth and self-value. And unfortunately, because of how society has shaped things, how we measure self-worth and self-value is typically tied into what we're good at, how good we look and how good we believe our beliefs are, which partly plays into why after getting a new outfit, your hair done, your nails done, usually you feel better. You get a little pep in your step after coming from the shop or the salon. It's not just self-care, but it's also boosted how you evaluate and measure your self-worth. I'm sure you've heard the terms keeping up with the Joneses, looking apart, or faking it till you make it. A lot of those are talking about things that help you evaluate or re-evaluate your self-worth and make you measure yourself at a higher level than actually doing the self-acceptance work and being at a higher level. And you and I both know determining our worth based on those things versus the good inside of us can become very toxic pretty easily and hurt us in many more ways that could ever help us. Now, please know I'm not saying that getting a new outfit, getting your hair and nails did, and all that stuff is bad. I'm just touching on one reason why that has the ability to physically, mentally, and emotionally make us feel better and alter our moods. So now that we know the differences, let's talk about the similarities. Now, I know that may be a bit backwards to talk about the differences first and then similarities, but rock with me here. I do them as they come to my head. One thing that's similar and probably the biggest similarity are parents. I know y'all like parents. What are y'all talking about? Parents play a huge role in both the development of self-acceptance and self-esteem in kids. And we all know adults are just old kids. The earlier parents pour acceptance and self-assurance and even confidence into their kids, the better for their kids. Studies actually show that if you haven't poured how valuable they are into them by the time they turn eight, it's going to be considerably harder for them to have self-worth and self-acceptance later in life. You know, no pressure, no pressure at all. But anywho, a big part of this for parents is making sure you don't only celebrate or show your kids love, affection, and praise when they do something right. Because while parents may be looking at it as building confidence and offering them rewards so they continue to do that preferred behavior, what is happening underneath the surface of all that is that a pattern is being established that a parent's affection and praise is tied to a child's good behavior. So the child feels more important and valuable to their parents when their behavior is a preferred behavior, which is also connected to children innately wanting to make their parents proud. And I think some of that is in our DNA, Some of it, though, is observed and taught from an early age, from learning to speak or signal, laugh, 
and the other things that babies or kids typically do. Kids pick up on what makes parents genuinely happy and excited, and they learn to do those things more often, even from infancy. Isn't it amazing how life works and how so many things are connected and can overlap in some way? Oof. Okay, that's me getting excited again over discovery and science, so let me reel it back in. Anywho, babies and kids are smart. So just like they observe what makes their parents genuinely happy, they also notice what makes their parents unhappy, whether it's their actions or someone else's actions. So when they don't behave well or they make a mistake that they know isn't going to make their parents happy, they start to feel and believe that they are valueless to their parents and may do things like lie or try and hide what happened. While yes, I know a lot of parents listening are saying that's because they don't want to get in trouble. I absolutely agree. But it's also because they don't want to be viewed as less than in their parents' eyes. And we know in most cases that that's absolutely not the case of what actually happens. Parents have unconditional love and are not going to view their child as any less than because they made a mistake or they made the wrong decision. But feelings can be little tricksters and having you believe in it anyway. We know as adults, many of us still act on feelings instead of finding out what the truth is. So we can't blame kids or expect kids to do any better than we can. And saying all of that actually leads me to my next and last similarity that I'm going to talk about this week. And that's the fact that they both start from others. It's strange to say that in order to achieve self-acceptance and self-esteem or self-worth that you have to get acceptance and worthiness from others, but it's true. And it goes back to my first similarity, people. It starts with parents, but there are other outside sources that influence your acceptance and your worth as well. So let's talk about them others. After the parents, you have other family members, especially family members that are close or live in the same home. So your siblings, potential grandparents, cousins, aunties, uncles, whoever, whoever has influence on you. And then you move on to other external sources like your classmates or your co-workers or just society in general, which includes ads and marketing, social media, you name it. It's all wrapped up into that cute little gift society bag. Yes, I'm being sarcastic. But really, it's just anyone who can give you criticism or any situation where you can compare yourself to a standard that you don't fit. So the people around you and the society you live in can shape how you view and accept yourself. If they were all good experiences, then great. You have nothing to worry about. But if they weren't, which we know is more typical than not, then when you become an adult, or hopefully before that, you start to define those things for yourself. And in some instance, that means undoing and unlearning what you were initially taught. So while self-esteem or self-worth and self-acceptance are not the same, they do share some similarities. And a beautiful thing about it is they work very closely with each other. It's almost like they need each other because self-esteem leads to self-acceptance and self-acceptance increases your self-esteem. So now after all of that, I hope you can see why I want to focus on self-acceptance. The thing that doesn't involve a metric system or an emotionally charged mathematical formula to measure your value and worth. We already had enough of that with self-esteem. Self-acceptance lets us get away from that for just a moment and love on us for being us simply and truly and in our most raw form. 
But I have to be real with y'all. Self-acceptance is like taking a class of self. It's not as easy as knowing a definition, knowing you need it, and then just accepting yourself. It takes work. So let's talk about some of the prerequisites for this class, shall we? I think the biggest one is true knowledge of self, like for real, for real. Because how can you accept all of you if you don't even know all of who you are? Let's be real. That means we can't hide the parts of ourselves that we're ashamed about. That means you can no longer lean on a fake mature version of yourself that says, I'm not perfect. None of us are. But you have to be willing to take it a step further and identify and claim the ways in which you are not perfect. Put a name to it. Call a spade a spade. It's okay. I can guarantee you this is probably the toughest but most rewarding part. It makes us the most vulnerable, but it is in that moment that we see there are no random group of judges that pop out of thin air to shame or belittle us for our flaws or for even some of the things that have been done to us. It doesn't make us less than and it doesn't make us any less worthy from somebody else who didn't have to have that same fate. Not saying you have to yell it from the rooftop, but you have to at the very least eliminate the baggage of shame that comes with your imperfections and sit in that vulnerability for yourself. Whether you share it with yourself or with others, I think you will find the land of vulnerability to have much nicer weather and pretty nice people there too. So give it a try. Dip your foot in a vulnerability pool and really get to know who you are. You can tell I'm a parent because that made me think of Moana at the end when she's like, who you truly are. Okay, anyway, my side note to this is if you did this 10 years ago where you got to know yourself 10 years ago, it does not count as current. So go ahead and get to know yourself again. Life experiences impact us in so many different ways. It's rare that anyone is the same person they were 10 years ago. Even if it's just different memories you hold on to, learn yourself again. I promise you it's worth it. All right, so my next prerequisite for this self-acceptance class is you need to hang out with yourself by yourself. It's one thing to know yourself and it's something completely different to actually spend uninterrupted time with yourself. This is gonna help you figure out, yeah, I know myself, but do I like myself? That's a whole different level. (laughs) Right now, on today with who you are, not who you were 10 years ago, not when you were in your heyday, when you're in your late day, when you are tired, when you're not who you used to be, when you're overwhelmed, overworked, and not really feeling overjoyed at the moment. Do you like yourself? That's what matters. If you were someone else who was really getting to know you, Would you like what you learned? And then if you don't, what are you going to do about it? So I want to give this example. And y'all can tell me if it fits or not, but it's just what pops into my head when I think about this. So you know that there are people that are refusing to wear masks, even though COVID-19 is still alive and well and actually going in the wrong direction with numbers increasing. Now, I'm not talking about those who cannot wear a mask for health reasons, but for those that just choose not to because the mask has been so heavily politicized, which I don't understand because it's about safety. But anyway, there's been a running joke on social media that I have to say I probably agree with and want to share with you guys. So the joke is essentially, I'm not a jokester, so I'm just going to break it down to you. 
The joke is essentially that some folks are not wearing a mask, not because of politics at all, but because of their stank breath. They were just offending themselves horribly. And instead of them being retrospective about it, looking internally, figuratively, and literally, they're just like, uh-uh, I'm just going to take this mask off and let others smell my stank breath as long as it's not me. Who cares if I'm exposing myself and others to COVID-19 potentially? Not I. As long as I don't have to smell my breath, I'm good. Now, I know that seems like a silly example, but really that could be applied to every area of our lives. How many things, instead of us actually dealing with it and getting to the nitty gritty and maybe being uncomfortable for a little bit until we got things worked out, just rather let everybody else deal with our mess and deal with whatever attitude is a result from the mess that we have going on internally. How many of us are okay with it? How many of us are okay just not having to deal with it because it's too painful or because it's fearful or for whatever reason? We have got to stop. Just like it's not okay for people to be sharing their stank onion breath or garlic breath or whatever else you can think of that is strong and pungent, um, as well as giving you a higher risk for contracting a deadly disease. This is also deadly, but in another way, it can kill your spirit. It can kill your soul if you don't accept yourself. Okay, but enough about that. Let me get off the soapbox and let me go into my last prerequisite. And that is to be open and trust the process. On a journey of acceptance, you have to be open, not only to the things you learn about yourself, but also you have to be open to the information changing you. And I'm going to go out on a limb here and say that if you haven't felt change in some aspect of your emotional or mental being, then you haven't truly, truly, truly accepted yourself fully. Unless, of course, you have already gone through the process recently and already accepted yourself. A perfect example of self-acceptance are some India Ari songs. If you don't know India Ari, she is an incredible recording artist who falls under the neo-soul category. Some of her songs that speak on self-acceptance are I am not my hair, I am not my hair, I am not the skin, I am not your expectations, no, no. All right, <laughs> you know I do song association, and this isn't even song association. I just love me some NDRE. Another song that talks about self-acceptance is video. I'm not the average girl in your video. Uh, I don't remember the rest of the lines. <laughs> oh, gosh. Okay, so anyway, one of her other songs that I absolutely love is I Choose. It goes something like, I choose to be the best that I can be. I choose to be confident in everything I do. My past don't dictate who I am. I choose. And the last one I'm gonna mention is Private Party. 
I absolutely love this. She didn't come out with this one as a single, but this one stayed on repeat on me. It helped me because a lot of these um, songs I'm talking about came out when I was in college. So this was like my road trip music when I was going back home. But anyway, going off on a tangent, private party. It goes a little something like, I'm having a private party. Ain't nobody here but me, my angels, and my guitar saying, baby, look how far we've come, yeah. I'm having a private party, learning how to love me, celebrating the woman I've become. Can you tell I love me some India? Go check her out if you don't know her or you haven't. I'm telling you, her songs will feed your spirits. Okay, anyway. But before you go enrolling in the class of self-acceptance, I want to make something very clear. This is not an excuse not to grow. You often hear people say, accept me as I am, or if you can't accept me from me, then I don't need you in my life. While technically, yes, these are true statements. Oftentimes, not only does saying those statements expect others to do for us what we have not done for ourselves, but we also use it as a tool for deflection, often at people who do love and accept us, but hold us accountable to some of our life choices. Recognize and be open to the difference. I just want to make it very clear, extremely excruciating clear, that there is no part of self-acceptance that makes it okay for you to stop growing or that makes it okay for you to not allow yourself to be challenged because growth comes from challenge. Self-acceptance is not a get out of better in myself card. Instead, use it as a tool that allows you to practice self-grace and mercy every day until you reach your betterment goals as you are actively working at being the best version of yourself. And I know y'all are because y'all listening here. So don't go around saying you don't have to grow because Vaughn told you to accept yourself as you are right now. Absolutely accept yourself and also keep working at being better. They don't have to be mutually exclusive. And in fact, they are not mutually exclusive. But isn't that a great thing? It leads to your growth and growth leads to joy, inner peace, a deeper love. I mean, it just leads to so much positivity. Allow yourself to go through the fire so you can come out as a diamond. The last thing I wanted to share is just this little tidbit here. You can only genuinely accept others as much as you genuinely accept yourself. Let that sink in a little bit. And I'm going to say it one more again. You can only genuinely accept others as much as you genuinely accept yourself. Now, it may feel like you accept others, but in reality, you don't accept them in their fullness. Only when they perform or achieve or show you the curtailed parts of them that they know you'll accept. And I'm not saying all of that is on you. They may be actively deciding not to show you all of them. But have you ever stopped to think about if you're living in full acceptability of yourself so that you're creating an atmosphere for others to feel accepted for their authentic self? Because honestly, you may not even realize it, but you could be falling right into the established pattern of becoming one of those people in society that actually contributes to harming people's self-esteem instead of building it up. And I know that's not who you are or who you want to be. 
So take the self-acceptance class with me, y'all, and let's get it together. We'll encourage one another to take that daily leap and move towards full acceptance of ourselves in the physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual. I guarantee you it is worth it. So I love y'all. I hope y'all don't think I'm crazy for talking about this the way I am, but I just truly believe that we have to love and accept ourselves and that there are so many blessings that come from that. And with that, I want to thank you and move on to our weekly segments, the encouragement challenge, the beacon of encouragement, and the encouragement quote. Your encouragement challenge this week is to learn yourself. Who are you truly? The parts of yourself that make you laugh and smile, as well as the parts that make you want to cover them up. Learn you and then spend time with yourself in this new fullness of who you are. At this moment right now, after doing all of that, can you determine how close you are to self-acceptance? Can you determine how much you like yourself? I hope so. It's a deep challenge, but it's worth it. Take the time to spend on you. It's the best investment we can make. Okay, next we have our beacon of encouragement. This week's beacon of encouragement is Billy Porter. Honestly, I've only recently learned about Billy Porter not too long ago. And oh, the shame that I haven't. He is an actor, singer, and low-key should add comedian to his resume because the man is hilarious. And he's actually from Pittsburgh, which is my family's stomping ground. So that's what's up. But he has been a Broadway star for decades. He's been in this game for a long time. A quick side note about that. I get the exclusivity of Broadway, but the rest of the world really does miss out on some amazing talent by not having that opportunity to see a Broadway show. Okay, back to Mr. Porter. The reason why I chose him as this week's Speaking of Encouragement is because you can often see him being openly vulnerable about the importance of accepting yourself, loving yourself, and when you accept yourself unashamedly, that's when your world starts to overflow with goodness and opportunity. Not because the atmosphere around you changes, but because you change, and when you change, you have the power to change the atmosphere. You know what? He should add motivational speaker to his resume as well. And all of that is on top of the fact that he seems to just have a truly amazing heart for people. So thank you, Billy Porter, for being you. As a reminder, I accept Beacon of Encouragement nominations. A Beacon of Encouragement is anyone who has encouraged you in your life. They deserve a spotlight. So let's give them one. Okay, now to the encouragement quote. I'm excited about this one, y'all. No amount of self-improvement can make up for any lack of self-acceptance by Robert Holden. That just gets you right up in the goods, huh? And with that, I want to thank you all for joining me in episode 22. I'm also grateful that you are still rocking with me here as we grow on this journey of living our best lives without the cake. As always, know that I do not take it for granted. If you enjoy spending time with me discussing self-acceptance, then join the Encouragement Fan. We're here with open arms. Like, subscribe, and follow on any platform where podcasts are found. Remember to rate and review. Can't wait to meet you back here next week for episode 23.
you won't want to miss it. If you have encouragement topics you want me to discuss, a beacon of encouragement you want to nominate, or questions you want answered, feel free to email them to me at antithesissw at gmail.com. That's A-N-T-I-T-H-E-S-I-S-S-W, no spaces, at gmail.com. If you have Instagram, follow me at antithesis underscore of underscore superwoman. And check me out on Twitter at antithesis s. Don't forget my website, antithesisofsuperwoman.com. Still working on making it a one-stop shop for you guys. But until then, I appreciate your grace and your mercy. And with all of that, I just want to say that I consider it a privilege to be able to say that I will talk to you guys next week. And remember, no cape, no cap. Bye.